Welcome to the Red Rain Podcast. Here is your host from SB Nation's Revenge of the Birds, Walter Mitchell. Thank you, Kyle Little Rock Ledbetter from Slam Diego. Uh, excited to be talking with you with uh, Cardinal fans this morning following yesterday's um, historic 31-5 to win over the Houston Texans. Historic in the sense, well, in two senses, is it ties the Cardinals' all-time franchise um, mark for the start of a season at, at, with them going 7-0, and going back to 1974, and then... Um, uh, the 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 total, and so the first mark was way back in like 1922 when they went eight and zero as the Chicago Cardinal Cardinals. So that that's a record still out there. But but to be um, you know, and them certainly uh, to be seven and zero, it breaks a Arizona Cardinals record. I mean, they never had had started seven and zero in Arizona, so. And then the thirty-one to five score was curiously enough the first time in NFL history that a game was decided by the score of thirty-one to five. So, um, <laughs> and who would have thought that uh, <laughs> the game would have started five-zero, um, and then the Cardinals would roll off thirty-one unanswered points, and you know. <laughs> Going back to the first quarter, I think a number of us were nervous. I mean, I was asked during the during the week if, you know, I was totally confident the Cardinals would roll in this game. And I'm always uncomfortable answering questions like that because um, you will never hear me say, yeah, it's going to be an easy game or, or you know, and, and we've talked about this. That's part of my, it was part of my rants and raves this week it was, you just can't take any opponent for granted. And the game started out different than any other game the Cardinals have had this year. The Cardinals, DJ Humphreys, did not win the coin toss for the first time. The Texans did, and they elected to defer. So first time this season, the Cardinals are receiving the ball uh, on the first possession. And it looked like they were ready coming off, the, you know, uh, Right out of the bat, with Kyler hitting AJ Green for 13 yards in in the gray area of the the Texan zone, um, and then uh, then Kyler making a, a little short middle pass to Zach Ertz for 11 yards. And Ertz adjusted to and made a really fine catch on. Um, and welcome to Arizona, Zach Ertz. Right away, right off the bat. Things are looking good, but then Malik Collins happened. Uh, did a textbook spin move past right guard Josh Jones um, and sacked Kyler for a 10-yard loss. The Cardinals have shown, however, that they can bounce back from negative yard plays, but on this occasion, um, it, it set up a third and 20, and uh, Kyler just, uh, you know, uh, Try to short pass to Rondale Moore um, that uh, uh, was in, in hopes that Rondale Moore could break a few tackles and 
but uh, it was uh, Kruger Hill stopped it for basically a one yard gain, and now it's fourth and nineteen. Um, the thing about Collins on Jones is it was a it's tough miss, miss. It was a tough matchup for Josh Jones. Uh, Josh Jones, I've been talking about this on former um, on, on previous podcasts. Is uh, he's not ideal physically to play the guard position. I mean, he's not very thick underneath. Um, you know, some of the best guards in the league are kind of squatty, and for a reason. Um, and and it all it's all about guard play, particularly in pass pro, is about base. And um, you know, the wider the base um, and stronger the base, uh, the better equipped a guard is. Um, and what happened on that play is. I mean, uh, my issue with Jones has been his pad level. Being as tall as he is, it's tough. Um, and and establishing a wide enough base on that play, he got sort of stood up. And then uh, so Collins set him up perfectly for that spin move that was outstanding. Um, that's a move that a lot of guards would have trouble defending. But the only way to do it is just to – May establish and maintain in in a fan blocking stance a wide base um so it, it you know it's like a picket fence um you, you have to you know you make it harder for someone to twist around that base um the way that collins did so well and uh, boy he came out he, he collins looked really good i um i went and looked at his contract he's on a one-year deal he's got about 2.5 million left this year on, on his deal. That's not a, that could be a player the Cardinals could look at to add for defensive line depth um, and pass rushing depth because Collins had a monster game. I mean, he, he had another sack, but that was nullified by the roughing the passer penalty. That was, it's a tough call because the, the Fox crew was right. I mean, they, that's a, you know, what else could Collins do? I mean, he tackled right through Kyler. And unfortunately, you know, Kyler being, uh, you know, smaller, unfortunately for Collins, I mean, it was looked like a almost a helmet to helmet hit. And um, I, I'm not, there's really nothing Collins could have done differently. I don't know how you adjust to that um, when you're coming full throttle at a quarterback. And of course, he'd already sacked him once. So um, and and done so, but on that play on the on the sack in the first possession, Kyler ducked it and uh, ducked underneath it like a big wave on the ocean. So, um, but the second one he got on Kyler so fast, Kyler didn't was trying to duck it and then, um, but, but wasn't able to quickly enough. So, uh, Josh Jones had said after the game that that uh, he tweeted out that uh, he didn't realize he had a tough game and that he's going to, you know, um, do everything this week to clean, clean it up. Um, and you got, you know, you got to really like Josh Jones uh, as one of our key players on the line. I mean, he's got, he's a natural tackle and was playing lights out there, but with Kelvin Beecham being so experienced and such a good leader, it's, understandable why with Beecham back healthy he's playing right tackle and 
we'll see what happens with Josh Jones. I'm sure that uh, Sean Coogler and Brian Natkin are going to be um, showing him how to correct, um, how to create a wider base in pass pro on a, on a fan block um, and use his hands better um, and not, not kind of get too much up out of his stance to where he can get twisted um, more easily twisted around. So, um, but Jones has a great attitude and he's working his butt off and we'll see. I mean, he's a good athlete and he could make the adjustments and be just fine. And hopefully he will. All right. So, you know, now early in the game, I mean, the Cardinals forced a three and out on the first, first Texans possession. Um, the Cardinals then had a three and out of their own. Both those possessions were minus yards. Uh, the Texans had minus six and the Cardinals had minus 12. The negative plays uh, for the Cardinals via penalties and tackles for loss and sacks are something that they're going to try very diligently to clean up. Um, every every team faces negative plays. I mean, it's not something you can really con- completely avoid, um, particularly when you're an aggressive offense and you come out passing the way that the Car- Cardinals did. I mean, you have to credit Lovey Smith and the Texans. Um, Lovey Smith, the defensive coordinator, they had a really good game plan coming out. They used their speed and quickness uh, up front with a clear design to take care of Kyler. Um, and that's what teams, what the Cardinals are finding out is teams preparing during the week are so concerned about Kyler running that, uh, you know, it opens up things downfield if you can buy enough time. But the but the Texans were selling out pressure-wise. They were coming after Kyler big time. And um, it was working in the beginning. And this is what happens. I mean, now this is the first time the Cardinals have received the ball all year to start the game. Now they get punched in the face. Um, the Texans are have a good defensive plan. They're coming after Kyler big time. And, of course, what happened with the safety um, was unfortunate. Uh, and, again, it was a situation where Kyler ran a read option but ran it wrong um, in the sense that the, the edge player was sitting right in it and was tackling Kyler in the end zone. I'm still not sure that was a safety. I was surprised there wasn't a review. Or at least what I saw, there wasn't a review. Um, and because I thought he, Kyler, got the ball back over the goal line before his, his shin or knee touchdown. That was surprising to me that that wasn't reviewed and reversed. But just the same, curved the safety. Um, if that doesn't happen, they probably don't set an NFL record for a 31 5 game. Um, and then, of course, uh, the Cardinals punt the ball back and the, the the Texans go five plays for 25 yards and kick the field goal um, and a, a long one at that. Great by Fairbairn, made a great long field goal. Now it's 5 nothing and things not going well. So the Cardinals get the ball five down 5 nothing, And this is where we have to tip our caps to the Cardinals. I mean, you know, this is a game that's, in a way, you could consider it a trap game. I mean, the Texans haven't been very good. They're, they were, you know, one and five coming in. 
However, they have played some close games and good games. I watched their game against the Patriots where they really were ahead of the Patriots almost the whole game and playing really well, particularly on the defensive end. So I kind of already had a taste of their ability. Um, They made a lot of really good signings in the offseason. The question was how quickly they could galvanize the team and really coach them up. And, um, but, uh, so down five, nothing and pretty discouraged and punched in the mouth and Kyler going in and out of the tent looked like he, he, uh, injured something on the, on the safety. So there's, you know, nerves going on there, a lot of uncertainty, but, uh, after a couple trips to the tent and back out, Kyler's now ready to go back in and, um, proceeds to lead the Cardinals on a 14 play 75 yard touchdown drive. And that's, you know, tip your cap to the Cardinals. They, uh, from that point on in the game, they really took command of this game and played it as if they're playing any opponent, which has been their MO this year, which is one of the main reasons why they're seven and oh, is they, they re, you know, reset the dial to zero zero every week. They're taking every team seriously. Um, they took the Texans seriously because from that point on, this became a very physical football game, and the Cardinals really got after it um, on both sides of the ball. And you know, there was a frustrating play where where Kyler Murray missed DeAndre Hopkins on what looked like would have been an easy TD. There was frustration there, but then they come right back and and uh, on a beautifully designed um, play call where, where Zach Ertz was used as a as a uh, decoy, um, motioning to his left. Kyler niftily threw a little sidearm pass in to uh, DeAndre Hopkins for the touchdown, and the Cardinals are now up seven to five. And uh, I bet you, as well as you know, were breathing a sigh of relief as I was, was that it looked to be that the Cardinals um, have now sort of taken the first punch and now are punching back. And um, so it's seven five. Then Marcus Golden happens, and boy, what a breath of fresh air Mar- Marcus Golden is. Uh, uh, you know, and his strap, his strip sacks have now become a, a pattern. He shows up in these games early on, and I'll tell you what, it's just awesome. Uh, you know, and, and um, I think he even recovered his own, his own, uh, the own strip sack on that one uh, of uh, of Davis Mills. Um, great, great play by Golden, which then. The other thing about the Cardinals is their they capitalize um, uh, the way they capitalize on the golden golden um, strip sack recovery was to go on a a six play forty eight yard touchdown drive that culminated, of course, in the um, in the sweet little uh, sprint out flush from the pocket to the right pass that 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 Murray made to Christian Kirk who made a really nice catch uh, 
and now it's 14 to five and I'm feeling really good about what's going on. Um, and the, they force another punt, they go three and out and seven yards. And then the Cardinals take eight plays to go, to go 51, 61 yards in a minute and 32 seconds, um, playing the clock well and getting a, um, a field goal there to go 17 to five, which they take into the halftime. And now for the first time this year, um, they're coming out of the tunnel playing defense. Um, and that went well because they, they held, they gave up one first down, but part of that was because of, a um, they were actually dominating up front, had three huge plays and on three downs, they absolutely stuffed, absolutely stuffed the Texans. And, um, of course, uh, <clears throat> um, they're uh, on the pass to Danny Amendola. Um, you know, the play was broken up, and Byron Murphy comes running up behind him and gives him a headbutt from behind. And, I knew the minute that he, um, I saw that, I said, uh-oh, um, you just can't do that. You can't do it. I, I must admit I was yelling um, in anger at that because it was, you know, Cardinals had all the momentum going in their favor at that point. You just don't want to give anyone an easy first down via penalty. And it's just not good football to do that and I hope that Byron Murphy learned a lesson from that the Cardinals do get a little chippy I've noticed that Isaiah Simmons kind of puts a little extra chippiness uh, at the end of his runs I think he kind of started the whole thing when he tackled Amendola and then sort of gave him a little you know um, little shove while Amendola was on the ground and he popped up uh, that was earlier in the game, and that's why uh, Byron Murphy wanted to retaliate on Amendola. Um, and you know what? It's it's always the second guy who gets caught or whatever. But uh, Simmons got to clean that up too. They don't have to do that because here's the thing: is the Cardinals' defense is they're they're putting a pounding on people as it is. Just you know, take they're they're hit. They're hitting um, as well as any Cardinal team I have ever seen. Um, get up from the hits, run back to the huddle, let the hits do the talking, keep your mouth shut and keep keep playing the way you're doing. Keep coming after the opponent the way that you are. Um, there's no question that the opposite teams who've been watching the tapes are, you know, the opposite receivers and running backs are keeping one eye out for heat-seeking missiles coming their way and. Cardinals are getting it done in that way. Look at the tackle Robert Alford made on the screen pass where he came up. I mean, these guys are balling big time. I mean, um, Jalen Thompson came up and made a big stick. Um, you know, and, and Simmons is a finisher. He's a finisher, but he just don't want to get, um, you know, uh, chippy. It's a, let's let the sticks do the talking. Um, so, but fortunately, uh, you know, the Cardinals got got bailed out on the Murphy um, penalty, right? When they got, um, you know, another turnover. 
on on uh, you know fumble, and um, again now this time with the, with the Texans driving a little bit because uh, they following the Murphy interception, Murphy gave up a like fifteen yard out pass, uh, but then two plays later, ba boom, here comes Marcus Golden again and um, Johnny on the spot. You know the Cardinals have the ball, the momentum swinging swinging back in their favor and from that point on the cardinals completely dominated on defense it was a clinic um now i think right now they're they lead the league in points um in defensive points allowed um um at 16.2 which is so impressive um, and they're just really coming after people. Um, of course, they have a big test against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers coming up Thursday night. And what was good was I was wondering why Kyler and Chase Edmonds were in the game in the fourth quarter when it was clear the Cardinals had a comfortable lead. Uh, I was a little concerned about that, um, seeing as Kyler had gotten dinged up a little bit in this game. Um, yes, he took too many hits. Um, but I have a thought about that in a second. And Chase Edmonds got to love the way he took control of that drive uh, that, um, you know, in the clock. And this is what the Cardinals are doing late in games. They're pounding on on the defense uh, and opening up holes. And Edmonds played great. I mean, he, he handled that beautifully. Um, you know, and the Cardinals had the last touchdown of the day on, on, uh, on uh, a great run by James Conner. Uh, you know, that was uh, that was a superb, superb run of uh, 18 yards, and you know, the Cardinals scored from di- some distance in this game too. The Zach Ertz TD, his longest of his career on National Tight End Day, was stunning, and what a beautiful ball Kyler threw on that, um, and right up there, uh, put it up high. But right at the perfect spot where uh, where Ertz could just corral it right in his hands and take off on a rack that was uh, aided and abetted by a, by a DeAndre Hopkins block. You probably saw that. These are the little things the Cardinals are doing for each other that that uh, are the you know hallmarks of of winning football teams. I mean, you make those these little plays, little you know the big blocks when you need to and. Well, that was just a stunning, stunning play, um, and a welcome to Arizona for Zach Ertz. You know, and, and here's here's a point on this: is that you know Kyler a few other times tried to run the ball in this game on what looked to be like design running plays, um, none of which really worked. His only big positive gain was off a, a winding um, uh, a scramble that he had. Uh, that he ran about 45 yards to get five yards uh, down to the five-yard line um, in the second half. That was a beautiful scramble on his part. But here, here's here's the thing I'm wondering about is that a couple of things, that, you know, the things that the Cardinals want to clean up on offense is that, for one, the snap counts. Uh, repeatedly have been getting the Cardinals in trouble. And, you know, again, they had guys jumping off sides. And I, you know, I have to say, I think that's as much to do with Kyler as the players. 
I think Kyler's very deliberate on those snap counts, and I think he waits too long, and it just gets the players anxious. It looks like it to me anyway. Um, and I don't think it's – the thing is, the Cardinals don't have to do that. I mean, if, if, if uh, the defense gets an edge off the snap, Kyler's quick enough to, to just cut underneath it like he did in the first touchdown at Cleveland where Miles Garrett got a jump off that snap and went took a wide arc to the quarterback, and Kyler just slid right underneath Garrett's rushing, got out there to the left, squared up his shoulders, and threw that dime to Christian Kirk um, and, you know, in, in the, into the end zone, um, like a 30-yard pass. I mean, these are the things, and the Cardinals are scoring with, with some distance right now. But I don't think... They really need to mix up snap counts. Now on the other side, they got to get ready for Aaron Rodgers, who's the ultimate hut hut. You know, get you leaning and jumping off sides, and he's got those you know uh, hard counts and this and that. Uh, but he's been doing that for years and um, with success. And I, I just don't think the Cardinals need to do it. They can go on Kyler's first slap, clap, hand clap. And each time and, and be just fine um, and have everyone on the same page. So don't be jumping off sides like that. The second thing is, is like in a game like this, there was really no reason for Kyler to run the ball. Um, and I know, I think that Kyler's feeling, feeling the urge to, to pad his running stats because they're, they're down this year. Um, but, what teams are doing is they're pra- they're prepared for these. They're not biting on inside uh, fakes on the read options. Have you noticed that? I mean, their edges stay put. That's why they're coached to do that all week long because everyone's worried about uh, Kyler Murray running. So, you know, there's a, there's the thing is that teams no longer are just going to sell out for the for the ball fakes. And now Kyler's learning that once he pulls it back and thinks that he can turn the corner, there's a guy sitting there waiting for him. Um, and we've been practicing this up all week. So, so and here's the thing. In a game like this, because the teams are devoting extra players on the edges, what this is is it gives Kyler better chances um, against their cover pass coverage. And what we're learning is that Kyler can pick teams apart. Um given that advantage so in this game uh it didn't seem like the cardinals ever needed kyler to run off a speed option and he did it a few times with and uh to uh, you know negative yard plays each time including the one at the goal line that cost cost them the safety so here's my thought on that is that um and i i'm wondering i think that it might be that Kyler and Cliff were talking at the end of the game about this because I think that Kyler is old school in the sense that when he does on some of the plays that he knows he, he wants to pull it back and run himself. I don't think that the, the offensive line really knows it. Um, remember the bootleg TD had wide open um, in the jumbo package earlier in the year. Um, when he didn't tell anyone. I mean, that's old school football where you don't tell the line and the quarterback does his own thing because what's what better fake is there if 
the lines block in the way that everybody thinks they're going to block. And then the quarterback has a, you know, a, 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 his own idea and figuring that it'll fake everybody out, including his own team, which it did in that situation earlier in the season and in fabulous fashion. But I think that Kyler's taking those sort of liberties now, thinking that, you know, he can pull it, pull it back and take off. Um, and I don't think that, you know, when you look at this, I don't think that unless they're saving this for special situations, particularly in the red zone, um, and have it better red, I don't think they have to do it. I, because look, look at the Cardinals' weapons now. Look at, look at the options. I mean, and Kyler, I mean, what was so awesome about yesterday's game was, first of all, the balance of the, you know, I have to take away the first quarter where the Cardinals hardly had any yards. Then they go for virtually 400 yards. You know, 225 in the air. <clears throat> and Kyler with having three touchdowns and one interception. The one interception, we'll talk about that in a minute with um, getting in sync with Zach Ertz. There were a couple occasions occasions where uh, Kyler and to be understood after only a few days of practice with him and they're those are fixable um errors but um <clears throat> but then 172 yards on the on the ground at 4.6 yards per carry also the 9.3 yards per pass completion is really good um so you know the balance there for going you know a little over 400 yards between the the passing game and the running game, plus, I mean, look at the receiving. You know, Ertz, three catches, sixty six yards. Green, three catches, sixty six yards. Hopkins, seven catches for fifty three yards. Kirk, four catches for fifty yards. So you have four receivers there, fifty yards or more, and then Rondale Moore only two catches for seventeen. And the irony is, is that I think teams that prepare against the Cardinals worry about DeAndre Hopkins, but I think they worry as much about Rondale Moore and his elusiveness and explosiveness um, in the open field um, if he catches the ball. So I think there's worry there. And Moore is not getting a lot. He had three targets in the game. Um, you know, three three targets and two touches on offense. Uh, not a lot for a player of his his talents. But that's the thing. Kyler has – this is like Kyler back at Oklahoma with the kind of weapons he had around him and him being the ultimate um, point guard. Um, and he's doing that so well. So that's the point is that uh, because teams are worried about Kyler running, it seems to be that it's giving Kyler better opportunities to pass downfield which he's taking advantage of. Um, and that, that way, if we, if, when they lull teams to sleep and they drop extra guys into coverage, that might be when Kyler can take off uh, impromptu and get some chunk yards uh, down the field. But as for Kyler and Zach Ertz, um, the first miss disconnect, miss, misfire was uh, Kyler on a third down had, had Ertz uh, on a – on a um, hook in the middle of their the the Texan zone. I don't know if you call this right up the middle. Um, and Ertz turned to his left on the button hook, 
um, instead of to his right. Now, here's the thing about that play. Um, what tight ends are taught is it's an option. You can turn either way. What you do is want to pivot and turn to the side of the, the zone that's looser than, in other words, the linebacker's not closest to. And Ertz made the exact call on that. Um, the the linebacker to to his left was farther away than the linebacker to his right, so he made the turn to the left. And Kyler anticipated that, because Kyler probably couldn't see the defender to Ertz's right. And I think they could have they could have completed the pass no matter which way that Ertz went. But I understand why Ertz turned to his left because on the, you know, looking at their defense, it looked like that was the, that would buy him the most time to make that catch. So, um, and make it an easier passing lane. But I don't think P- Kyler quite saw, could see where he, he was, where that other defender was. So Kyler threw it, anticipating that Ertz would turn to his right. Um, and okay, so that's something that in practice they're going to work on and uh, get more on the same page. And I think you can look for that play uh, more often. And it's really great to have a guy like Ertz in the middle um, where defenses have to, both the linebackers and the safeties have to pay attention to him. Um, so it was a great play call. I think they'll connect on that um, very well in the future. Uh, once they get on the same page. Uh, the other thing is is that um, on the interception, it looked to me, I don't know about you, but it looked to me like Kyler was expecting Ertz to keep running the seam um, right down the middle, and Ertz, Ertz got kind of tied up, and Kyler knew the minute he let go of it and could see where Ertz was, wasn't where he expected him to be, that um, – that you know it sailed and uh, right to the safety and who picked it off and that's okay i mean at that point in the game uh the cardinals had had momentum and were uh were had a big enough lead that it wasn't uh, uh, you know that bad of a mistake and plus at that point the cardinals defense was just like white on rice on on the texans i mean boy oh boy uh, were they smothering um, on the defensive end of the game? And <clears throat> so impressive. I mean, we've seen before. I mean, this is the thing. And really, I'm I'm trying to coach myself into not thinking backwards anymore because, you know, we know that the, Car- the Cardinals have had such um, disappointing uh, performances against young quarterbacks. Uh, you know, playing in only their first couple of games, and even backup quarterbacks last year who had barely hadn't played all season, winning games against the Cardinals defense and, and the Cardinals itself. So, but boy, oh boy, I mean, you know, it looked early on that Davis Mills might be able to do some things, uh, but but they got in his head and they got so much pressure on him, and they sped up his clock like they've been doing on every quarterback and. And here's the thing. It looks like the Cardinals are truly doing what they're saying they want to do is they're, they're playing faceless opponents. They're treating every game the same way. And the idea is to play their game and be stifling, create pressure. How about JJ Watt and the kind of 
moves he was making up front. Oh my goodness. Uh, you know, for whatever reason, he can't seem to get it. You know, he had this great sack and that Mills was able to throw away. Um, and the ref said there was a guy in the area. I'm not so sure about that, but, um, but Watts pressures and his, his playmaking ability in the middle of that line is huge. How about Michael Dogby, uh, showing up with, with a big sack, um, you know, Dogby is a. It's great to see him getting some some playing time. I mean, here's the other thing. I mean, the Cardinals dominated this game, and on defense, and they don't even have Chandler Jones. Uh, they don't have Zach Allen. They don't have Corey, Corey Peters. And for much of the game, Jordan Hicks was. You know, we know he's been ailing some, so it was a kind of a good game for Vance to get Hicks out and get him you know, some rest. Uh, if you notice, Tanner Vallejo was in there for, for much of the second half. Um, and with uh, Zayvon Collins and, and Isaiah Simmons. But, you know, they're missing guys uh, up front. And yet, yesterday, up front, the Cardinals were outstanding. I mean, truly outstanding with Fotu and, oh, and Rashard Lawrence was inactive. Let's just not forget that either. I mean, Josh Morrow got in there and made a play. I mean, so you know, it's 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 such a team mentality and a next man up mentality that the Cardinals would go into the game who, with who they got and they're going to come after it. Devin Kennard had maybe his best game as a Cardinal um, in this game. He was very active. I mean, he was you know Miss Chandler Jones, but. Kennard picked up the slack. Dennis Gardak was making plays on the field. Um, it's great to see him out there, both in the pass rush and in coverage. Um, so the depth has been tested on the Cardinals, and I'll tell you what, they're they're showing up. I mean, Marco Wilson made a couple nice plays and good tackles coming up. Alfred has that great play. He he continues to excel. I mean, imagine Buda Baker. He, he must be licking his chops at a game like this, where in the past, you know, runners are in the so often in the backfield, or he has to make tackle after tackle. I mean, you know how many tackles Buddabook Baker made yesterday? It was two, um, one assisted. I mean, he's getting all kinds of help this year. It's not where Buddha has to make twelve tackles to give the Cardinals a chance to win. That's a real sign. Um, and of course the Cardinals will have a test this week against the Packers and, um, you know, their running game, which is, you know, you, you gotta, um, honor that and they'll be, they'll be working on that this week, uh, because, uh, the Packers try to have the balance that the Cardinals are, have been showing this year. They, they really get after it. Um, and, um, you know, and, and of course, then you have to defend that that their vaunted passing game. It's pretty exciting. It's coming up Thursday. It's it's a short week, um, and um, you know the Red Sea was f- fabulous yesterday. Hail to the Red Sea, all you guys, uh, man! Um, just so excited to see how um, how noisy and um, and and jubilant this crowd is for for these Cardinals and hopefully won't see a bunch of Packers 
jerseys in the crowd this week. Although I kind of fear that's going to happen again. And, um, you know, hopefully the Red Sea will will come out uh, in full force. People won't sell their tickets because this, you know, it's a Thursday night football game. It's the first first one for the Cardinals in prime time uh, this season. And, uh, boy, they've given us a ride into this this showdown. Um, and, boy, it should be exciting, very, very exciting. Special teams, again, you know, Andy Lee hit a 55-yard punt on his first punt, maybe a little too far from what you like for coverage-wise. They gave up a 14-yard return up the sideline, but uh, so the net was still over 40. But um, he was good, and, of course, uh, NFC special team player of week six, Matt Prater, continues to shine at as the place kicker, um, the field goal, you know, he, he had a, another perfect day. Um, that was wonderful. And, uh, and, uh, Rondale Moore had a nice return, unfortunately nullified by a holding penalty on Jonathan Ward, but, um, but special teams showed up. So it was the all, all three phases once again, working together and all trying to do their parts to, uh, prevail. And, and what was at the, at first a unique challenge for the Cardinals. Um, you know, they got, like I said, they've, they got the Houston Texans best effort early on in this game. And, uh, instead of moping about it, um, the Cardinals pulled themselves together and, and, and got after it as if they were playing, you know, any opponent on their schedule. They really, again, took the opponent, faces out of it and did what they need to do to get after teams um, in the fashion that, the, the, that they know how. And, man, it was impressive. So hope you're having a, a joyful Monday and looking ahead to um, Thursday. Um, special thanks to uh, Kyle Little Rock Ledbetter for his great work on the program. Special thanks to all of you who've been tuning in. Um, it's really great uh, to to uh, have this venue to share with you. Please, uh, at Revenge of the Birds, post your thoughts. Love to interact with you. Um, and on Twitter at WBJ Mitch. Um, and the, may the red rain fall down on the, our beloved Cardinals <laughs> and our, all of us, the Red Sea, into a red, red sea. Red rain. <laughs>